0: Wicking Vicar is known for making high-quality, comfortable clerical shirts that make great gifts for pastors. But did you know Wicking Vicar also has great gifts for your little Lutherans? Just in time for Advent, you can get a wooden Advent wreath playset to help kids learn about Christ's incarnation. You can also pick up a wooden baptismal candle playset to celebrate your kid's baptismal birthday and teach them to sing, God's own child, I gladly say it, I am baptized into Christ. Visit wickingvicar.com to see these gifts. That's W-I-C-K-I-N-G-V-I-C-A-R dot com. To the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Brie. and I'm Rachel. Today we have a Brie's big question, mm-hmm. which is now known as BBQ in our notes. And every time I think we're talking about barbecue, which is confusing. Me too, this is and I salidate. not about not about barbecue. Awesome. And it's been a while since we've had a Brie's big question. I, I feel know. like
1: I think so, so this is fun.
0: I think so. Okay, so Bree, what is today's? big question.
1: So we are in I guess holiday time now. It's on the day of this recording. It's November 1st, so and this podcast is dropping on Black Friday. Oh, it is. Oh, it hey, is. wow. Okay. So Black Friday has been sort of this long-standing American tradition. It's now not only observed in the United States, but over a dozen other countries worldwide. As I was doing my research today, I did find out that its popularity is waning, which as I'm sure you will realize at the end of this, I'm a little thrilled about that. uh, Just because of the rise of online shopping becoming more popular and like with COVID in the last couple of years sort of discouraging being out in public and amongst others was sort of a nail in the coffin for that. Yeah, I guess as we await to see whether this is the new normal, I would put it to you all. Have you observed Black Friday in any way? And by that, I mean, have you ever waited in line at like three thirty in the morning to to snag a deal on a television or like what do you do you spend your time taking advantage of like the sales and stuff on Black Friday?
2: No, no. In that that
0: sense, no. We observe Black Friday in other ways. Unpack that for me if you want. Okay. (laughs) All right. So, I mean, we do take advantage of some of the online sales because those don't involve getting up at 4 a.m. and going to a store and risk getting, like, crushed by a crowd. I just don't want to do that. So we do do some of that. However... We mostly do the hashtag opt outside Black Friday trend Ooh. that I think started up. Uh, I don't know when that was, maybe five or six years. I think REI started it or at least they popular popularized it if it was something before then. But they had this whole like resist commercialism and oh. go outside instead. So it was this whole hashtag of opt outside for Black Friday. And so we really jumped on that which probably isn't surprising with our lifestyle. <laughs> so we we tend to plan something fun to do outside on that day. And the flip side and this is a much longer Black Friday tradition is to watch football all day because it is rivalry weekend for college football. And so Michigan and Arkansas—I mean, this is kind of since I've been married too—but Michigan and Arkansas both have their rival, big rivalry games that weekend as well. So college football is a huge part of our Black Friday slash Saturday after Black Friday mm-hmm. celebrations. And I think I don't even remember what we did as a kid. I know we didn't go shopping. My parents were very much like, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we just spent the day sleeping and eating leftover food. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. But now it's all about football and going outside. Yeah. I also do not observe. Oh, I
3: do observe Black Friday, sort of. I don't like shopping ever. Um, We were without milk for three days this last week because I could not drag myself to the store.
0: That's hilarious. You know they do grocery delivery, right?
3: (laughs) I know. (laughs) So I I don't don't like shopping. I've never liked shopping, but for the last, and I was just tallying it up. It's been close to two decades now. I have instead observed Buy Nothing Day. International Buy Nothing Day on, on Black Friday, which is started in the 90s in Canada. And I heard wow. about it somewhere in grad school in the early 2000s, promoted by Adbusters, which is an anti-consumerism advocacy group and magazine. Anyway, it's International Day of Protest Against Consumerism. And you, all you have to do to participate is go 24 hours without buying anything. And it, it has actually been, it's just refreshing. To just give myself a day where I don't have to do this thing that I don't like to do anyway. And yeah. don't brave the crowds and don't have... To, I usually don't drive anywhere or do anything. Just mm-hmm. stay home and live off turkey leftovers and mm-hmm. slowly put my house back to rights after a very good meal. So that's yeah. it. Yeah. buy nothing cool. day. It's my special time. I love that
1: for you. <laughs> Interestingly, and i am I'm glad you mentioned like actually going out and being being out in the world the day after Thanksgiving. Because what I learned as I was doing some background investigation on the history of Black Friday, the way that Black Friday is understood now, where merchants and retailers see sort of the next couple of months as the opportunity to recoup any sort of lagging sales from the course of, of the beginning of the year, They want to see their their assets in the black, so to speak. And so I think because this day after Thanksgiving sort of kicks off the Christmas shopping season, that's why people refer to it as Black Friday. But that term has evolved over the years. So actually, as early as 1869, the term Black Friday existed. But it has had far more. It's had a wide variety of definitions. (laughs) This one made me laugh. In the 1950s, Black Friday was, the term was coined to describe factory workers calling in sick on Fridays so that they can <laughs> have the four-day weekend. <laughs> I, do, I do that. What? Mm-hmm. It has been referred to, Black Friday has, has referred to like a very busy travel day, a very busy shopping day. But I think in about 19, it was November 28th, 1981, the Philadelphia Inquirer published the descriptor that we understand Black Friday to be today, which is the day when retailers expect to start amassing a majority of their profits for the year.
3: So Um, even if they've been
1: in the red all year, this is when they'll be in the black. Right, right. Gotcha. Hopefully, hopefully. Special shout out to Frank's giving. I know we t- I don't is is the trivia episode going out before. Oh, it's, oh yeah. It's one- out. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Frank's because that was an honorable mention in my in my research <laughs> where Franklin Delano Roosevelt. pushed Thanksgiving up early, right? Or later. Yeah, he pushed it it a week earlier
3: to maximize the Christmas shopping season. But what he did was maximize chaos and
1: confusion for a couple of years. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks, man. Appreciate you. That's great. There have been, I think, several attempts to both hijack or capitalize or spin off of the Black Friday successes that many retailers have seen over the years. You have things like Buy Nothing Day, which is a a day of protest. You have Amazon Prime Day, which is sort of like a Christmas in July scenario where you don't need to shop on Black Friday because Amazon's got cheap deals in July. Mm -hmm. There was that period of time where... Retailers would open like actually and be open on actual Thanksgiving. I don't know yeah. if you guys remember that, or and it like mm-hmm. stores would be open through the middle of the night, like yeah, Black Thursday. I, like, I don't think yeah. I think some states have since like banned that as a practice. Mm-hmm. It's just mean. Those yeah. during those years,
3: I would start Buy Nothing Day like at noon
1: on Thanksgiving, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> like, for real. So this is generally where my objective conjecture about Black Friday ends. Try, I, I might go off the reservation, y'all. So, like, please <laughs> rein me in if I'm like, if I just I go too far. If I go too far, like, bring me back in, okay? Because I detest Black Friday as a concept. <laughs> like. <laughs> I think
3: we're in the I think we're the worst possible people to rein you in. So
1: apologies okay. to our <laughs> listeners.
3: Just go for it. We'll, okay. we'll
1: we'll we'll just live with it for like it's it's a personal thing for me. It has personally impacted me. but it also is like this philosophical slash ethical dilemma that I've struggled with. So like, let me give you this. So I have in the past. Gone on shopping excursions where I'll go out and buy a TV at three in the morning. I've done that, really. I I have not as like I think I was in college at the time. Maybe I don't I don't recall. Mm-hmm. This was years ago. But my my true first foray into retail. I worked. A, this was back during the recession. I could not get. A minimum wage job to save my life like it was just crazy. And so I was one of many, many people who took on a seasonal retail job in November and December. And so my literal first day in retail was on Black Friday, 2011, maybe at three. I'm so sorry. I'm so, Ring in the morning. So sorry. It was Horrible. I know. It was awful and it was not great. There was really no training. Like you can t- you can tell that these retailers are trying to like cater to as many people as possible to like to equip them as much as possible but still account for the fact that you need to hire hundreds of people for 2 months. And so I didn't get any training. Customers were the worst. I think there may have been some buy nothing day folks who went through the men's department at, I'll say what rhymes with Schmacy's. This is where I was working. <laughs> <laughs> we went through the men's department and really? like destroyed a bunch of like displays and stuff. And it's four in the morning and like nobody was helpful. And when I was done, I almost quit like three times in like the four hours that I was there. And I came home and I cried in the shower for three hours or something. But like, I don't think that any, any person, whether they are making a minimum wage or like to make somebody come in like before the sun rises so that someone can buy a TV or a crock pot or whatever on sale or like buy one, get one free Henley shirts. Like I, I think that's a little bit exploitative to me. I don't mm-hmm. I could be wrong but I just I I feel like retailers trying to capitalize upon Black Friday sales has never been in the interest I think of the people so to speak and so I think some of these practices are because retailers are sort of blinded to to that for whatever reason and there are there's documented evidence of Black Friday Sales and gatherings, like, going awry. Um, mm-hmm. People have died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've been stabbed, shot, trampled. As we all know this week, that's that's a, a horrible uh, mm. way to meet your mm-hmm. demise. And, and this is over everything from Barbie dolls to, like, you took my parking spot. So now I'm going to stab you. Like, that sort of absurdity. So anyway... As I said before, uh, I think a lot of retailers are moving away from sort of this model of, okay, it's midnight on Black Friday. Let's open the doors and people can come do their sales. And a lot of people just they just do their shopping online now. It's Mm -hmm. it's painless. You don't have to put pants on like that's like just do that. Right. (laughs) And so I think also with COVID, too, that that sort of has affected shopping patterns So to the big question, should you observe Black Friday? And my answer to that is, you can, you can, you can. I'm not going to hold it against anybody who goes shopping on Black Friday, like straight up, if that's if that brings you your joy, I'm not going to hold it against you. Thou shalt not shop on Black Friday is not a commandment.
3: It's and I know, I know, I, even though I do not myself shop that day, I know lots of people, especially women who have, you know, just this wonderful, loving tradition of going out with sisters yep. or aunts or cousins or neighbors or friends or whoever and tackling this great big adventure of trying to find really cool stuff for really great deals. Right. And even though that is absolutely not how I can ever imagine willingly spending the day after Thanksgiving. I agree with you. Like, if it's something that you enjoy
1: and it, it brings richness to your life, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and I will say this, is that even, even as Black Friday sort of loses its popularity, because that's sort of the vibe that I'm getting, I did post a series of polls on my Instagram to sort of see who engages with Black Friday, who observes it, who goes shopping. And I would say... A majority of people are not they're not they're not observing it. They're not going out and and taking advantage of deals or they're not up at three in the morning trying to to capitalize on that. A lot of people spend the day at home with family. so you know, they take advantage of of the day off if if that is available to them. But I do think that we should still be mindful because You know, holiday shopping and consumerism this time of year, I think, is indicative of a larger issue. And this Mm -hmm. is something that we're all culpable of. And that is (laughs) fixing our eyes on anything other than Jesus. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this what I would call commercialized Christmas or, or sort of the Hallmark holiday, not to disparage Hallmark. I love your cards. But that's just what people call commercialized Christmas these days. Mm -hmm. It's not the focus. It's not why we celebrate. It's not why we observe things like Advent. And it's certainly not, you know, the most important thing. So I think to sort of round this out, and this might lead to a larger discussion. So I'm not going to pretend like we're wrapping up. (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, wrap up and then we talk for 35 more minutes. So, here are five ways to center on Christ during commercialized Christmas. Are you ready? Let's do it. Okay. This is at the top of my list. Go to church. Go directly to church. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. In fact, maybe consider giving about $200. (laughs) Yes.
3: (laughs) Because giving. Is a wonderful way to resist consumerism.
1: Yep, that's true. But I
3: I hijack this. Go to church. Yes, Yes, go to church directly to church.
1: Like I feel like maybe from a secular perspective, people may not understand that, like going to church, receiving the sacrament, doing confession and absolution, all these things. Like, and I think even in the life of a Christian, they feel like the like they're just going through the motions. But like at the same time it is such a balm to your spirit without you even like feeling it or realizing it. Like, I feel like it's just, it's something that can manifest on its own that, you know, the spirit cultivate that. To
3: enhance that conversation of going through the motions. A lot of days I'm just going through the motions when I fill up the coffee maker every morning. That's true. And pour that first cup in my, in my, in my lovely mug. But I sure miss it if I don't have it. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I'm just going through the motions with, you know, supper time too. Right. However, it's essential (laughs) to my well-being, whether I feel it or not.
1: Yep, for sure. In a similar vein, I would also encourage you, if it's available and accessible, to attend midweek Advent services. This can be sort of an extra opportunity in the week to be in fellowship with your fellow church members, to be in prayer, to ingest even more scripture. And if you're one of the lucky people whose church hosts a midweek soup supper, yes. you get a free meal out of it and they'll clean up after you. Come on now. Those are back post, post-COVID. Post-COVID? Of COVID. What? what? Is that a thing?
0: <laughs> people are eating
1: food together.
0: What? Yes. Again.
1: <laughs> Gross. <laughs> no, I, I'm here for it. I love it. I think both of these activities can be can seem overwhelming to people, and you can overcome that. And so, I would st- at least like be in church on Sundays if you can make it. Like that's that is going to be the best thing for you, hearing the word and receiving the sacraments. But there are also like smaller things that you can do in addition to keep yourself Christ centered during this season of craziness and that can be as little as setting aside a few minutes to practice mindfulness and gratitude so maybe you're spending a few minutes in prayer or yeah. reflecting on your day and how and and the things that you are thankful for to god that maybe happened or just things that you have you can journal it even i think is another way to sort of process the things that you're thankful for during this holiday season,
3: that would be um, a great thing to add, you know, to your Advent devotion is just a prayer of gratitude to help mm-hmm. you not get swept away by focusing and fixating on all the things you don't have. Sure. All the things you want, all those, you know, the 30 items on your Christmas list. Instead, have a Christmas list of everything that you're really grateful for. Yeah. And take a moment during I those devotional times new, oh. to say thank you for a different we'll call it the uh i need i need some branding help here Your, <laughs> not christmas wish list christmas thank you list i don't know
1: it's a do it's a new kind of christmas list but i love it i mean we'll workshop the name but i love that No, right, really, right. i love that it is appropriate that Thanksgiving happens
0: right before the first Sunday in Advent. Yeah. So you have. And like, I know a, a lot of a people do
3: this process. in November, you know, and coming up to Thanksgiving, list something every day that you're grateful for. Yeah. But I think we need it even more in December. Yeah. When that consumerism <laughs> monster comes out from Wears under the bed, bed. and starts, uh, you know, tracking us and stalking us and making <laughs> us very anxious.
0: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. And then just a, a couple of more things like, Yes, you need to fill your tank with word and sacrament, but as as the Spirit works on you and and cultivates that faith, there's work to be done out in the world at our you know at our, in our own congregations, in the community, in our cities, and so you know because of our faith and because of Jesus's love and service to mankind, we're called to serve others, right? And so there are no, there is no dearth of volunteer opportunities whether it's at your church during advent and christmas or a local charity organization looking for volunteers or donations you know it's it's the season of giving and so opportunities abound to to live out your life in christian service to your neighbor and then finally as you are practicing this Christ-centeredness during the holidays, I would encourage you to involve your family. I'm sorry, did you get that jingle jangle? <laughs> mm-hmm. Hi, Tuper. Oh, my God. Oh. Hey, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to be loved. I know, he just wants love. He's a little brat. <laughs> um, but anyway... Involve your family, involve your spouse, involve your Bible study group or the friends that you have at church. Ha- have them join you in these Christ-centering activities because this is a very distracting time and you could have every good intention to check all of these boxes, but sometimes it is overwhelming and you need a little help. And you also like are able to part- like have a friend participate with you as well and so that strengthens the relationship between you and and your accountability partner yeah in conclusion this is a new episode feature that might come back periodically okay and this segment is called bible verses i'm going to tattoo on the insides of my eyelids during commercialized christmas do you you all have do you have bibles handy i have an internet handy Okay, that'll work. I have some Bible verses if you want, if you guys want to like look up a section and then re- it's like four or five verses each. Which ones do you want? Okay, so I have Matthew 22 verses 35 through 40. Who's taking that one? You are. Okay. Yeah, sure. 35 through 40. Yes. I have a John sixteen twenty-five through 33. And I have a Philippians 4, 4 through 8. I'll take Philippians. Okay. I love Philippians. Aaron, you want to take John? Sure. Okay.
3: Okay. Uh, The first passage that is tattooed on Bree's inner eyelids. That's true. Go for it. Matthew 22, verses 35 and following. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. That is Jesus. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind, this is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Yes. Karen, do you have John 16 handy? Yeah,
2: sixteen. John 16, 25 to 33. That's right. Okay. I have said these things to you in figures of speech. that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world.
1: Awesome. Sarah, are you ready with Philippians 4? Yes, ma'am. All right, hit it.
0: Whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Nice.
1: And you may think that I have a limited amount of space on the inside of my eyelids, but there's room for one more. This is from First <laughs> John chapter 1, 5 through 9. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, But if we confess our sins he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. I pulled up the NIV. Yeah, but it's no, still true. No matter, yep. no matter. And I said it's what beautiful
3: I, in that one too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is.
1: So, and also all of Psalm 105 if you feel like reading that in your own time, that would be that would be a nice one to remember at the end of the year as well. Happy Christmas Shopping season, happy Advent. Like, try to Advent! try to stay out of trouble, I guess. Don't, like, don't flip anyone off because they change your parking spot. Like, <laughs> I am in need of forgiveness for a lot of things. Just try not to shank anyone over a Barbie doll, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> and love your retail sales associate as yourself. Thank you! That also... <laughs> That also, please be kind. I also kind. have a few wounds from my ears in retail. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Traumatizing. It, like, it literally, I am not over-exaggerating when I use that term. Like, yes, please, please, please be kind to one another this holiday season. Yeah. And that's all I got. I don't know if y'all have anything else you want to add. I appreciate the reminder since
0: yesterday was Thanksgiving and the first Sunday in Advent and is in two days when this podcast is dropping. so that mm-hmm. may or may not be true, depending on when you're listening. But <laughs> this reminder is very timely to remember the season that we will be in until Christmas and the whole reason why we have this season to begin with yep. so. yeah, i I love that you reminded us that
3: the reason we have. Black Friday and all the rest of it is because people want to give gifts on Christmas, which is a beautiful instinct. However, when Christmas becomes too commercialized, it just creates this veneer of anxiety and consumerism that is over the whole season, and it doesn't need to be there. So that the more we're able to make Christ the center of our Advent and Christmas, the more we're able to have wonderful family traditions that don't necessarily come from a Schmacy's um, yeah. <laughs> this, this is this is great that you can totally have Christmas and not have to wade through Black Friday to make yeah. it happen.
1: Amen. I love it.
0: Ladies, we would love to know your own Black Friday traditions. If you have Black Friday traditions, if you also absolutely loathe consumerism in Black Friday, we'd love to know that. (laughs) Your own thoughts on commercialized Christmas TM. Join our Facebook group, or if you're already there, let us know what you think in the comments for this episode. You can also follow us on Instagram at Lutheran Ladies Lounge. I'm sure we'll be sharing some more stuff about commercialized Christmas and also Advent because it's going to be Advent. Advent. Amazing, though. Amazing. Advent is the best. So follow us on Instagram at Lutheran Ladies Lounge for all of that content as well. If you'd like to get Lutheran Ladies Lounge in your inbox... If you're not on social or you just want to see the sneak peeks that we put in the emails that you don't get anywhere else, you can sign up for our email list in the link in the show notes, or you can send an email to lutheranladies at kfuo.org. You can find all of our podcasts at kfuo.org slash Lutheran Ladies Lounge, or on your favorite podcasting app or on the KFUO radio app. You're listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm
1: Erin. I'm going to sneeze. Hold on. (laughs) False alarm, I'm Brie. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and I'm Rachel.
0: <laughs> KFUO Radio and the Lutheran Ladies Lounge Podcast are underwritten in part by Wicking Vicker. Visit them online at WickingVicker.com. Views and opinions expressed on the Lutheran Ladies' Lounge podcast may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO Radio, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. The Lutheran Ladies' Lounge is produced by KFUO Radio and available at kfuo.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and leave a review for us too. If you love the Lutheran Ladies' Lounge podcast, consider financially supporting our producer, KFUO Radio, so we can keep doing what we do. Find out how at kfuo.org slash give.